Sorry I'm late. Um, we were debating uh, the royal family, um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle thing. Oh, yeah? Yep. I think that's going to be a good new meme format. I've seen some good ones. I am a huge fan of this new format. Uh, that is just, this was one of the talking points I wanted to hit with you today. Uh, I love it. And I, and I also love the WandaVision crossovers. With it, it's I don't like, know if I've seen any of these. Oh, there's been a couple of good ones where it's like they Photoshop Vision and Wanda sitting there next to Oprah. Very funny. Uh, it's it's like it's a good. Um, I like that these two things happen in the same weekend because you get a good meme chimera out of it. Oh, that's great! I love um, when that happens. Do you have any thoughts on the royal family? No, of course not. Yeah, I. This is apparently this is controversial. Like, but I don't know. I just I don't. I sit here and I'm like, okay, so the two of them want to leave the royal family. They don't want to be involved in it anymore. And I'm sitting here as an American going, okay, I don't like, I don't, what do I give a shit what they do? I don't care. Why would anyone care what they do? Who are these I people? I know. I mean, it, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we have, I mean, we live in the, in the 21st century and there's a country with, with princes and princesses and queens and it's like, what? What's going on? It's very strange. The whole thing is very strange, and and people are like fired up. About, I mean, what's his face quit his job because he was criticized on TV? Piers because Morgan. he because, yeah because he he criticized Meghan Markle, but you know you know and saying that's the other weird thing is a lot of the criticism about about the Oprah interview is like making fun of mental illness, and it's like the woman is saying that she was like thinking of of like suicide. Yeah, and 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 people are like making fun of her and saying she. Should. It's I don't like I don't get why these people matter. Who I mean, I mean it's he's not even in line for the throne. Like wh- who gives a sh? I don't I don't get why people care what they do or don't do. I can't. It, I, I, I'm even trying to put myself in the shoes of a Brit and be like, well, this is my royal. Fa- I, I'm sorry. I would be like, well, this is my royal family, and I, 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 I still can't imagine, even in that accent, I still can't imagine caring about this. Put a, put a cup of tea in your hand. See if that helps. I'll try that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like once every six months, there's some news about the royal family, and people like people out of the woods like start talking about this. And I'm like, what? I, I keep forgetting that people cared about this. Like, it's, it's never something that's ever crossed my mind. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know who they are. Like I don't know anything. I know, I know who the queen is, but besides <laughs> that, I don't know who any of them are. Like in the family and who's related to who and who's whose son and whose cousin. I don't know any of this. <laughs> I, I don't care either. I think the only reason it's it's sort of more well known now is is one the TV show The Crown, um, of which is the only reason I know anything about these people. Um, but two, I also think there is something to the idea that us Americans find it interesting because it is so different. It is so weird to us, you know? And so I think, I think I can sort of understand why some people on this side of the pond would be it's sort of fascinated by that whole dynamic. And I do think that the, the whole dynamic is interesting and the institution of all the rules and the titles and how they have to live and all the, the it, it is it's interesting because it's so bizarre and unnecessary and stupid and and they take it so seriously it, that's what it is it's so self-serious 
and they don't realize how ridiculous it is at least not publicly and it and that's it, it just at least just interesting like i don't actually care what these people do but i find the whole system interesting yeah like the whole the whole idea of them leaving the royal family is just a bizarre idea you know like what are they not related anymore <laughs> like what what is is this like a high school club or something they're leaving the club i don't get it they're not going to participate in the events anymore are they still going to talk on the phone to their relatives i have no idea what what does any of this mean yeah right <laughs> um yeah, I, I don't. So I don't know. Did you did you watch the interview with Oprah? No, I didn't. How how long is it? I could I could it throw was, it on maybe. Well, it was on it on when it aired on TV. It was two hours, but there was a commercial oh every God. five minutes. So I mean, uh-huh. it, you know, really probably like ninety minutes, something like that. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. We we watched it. It was interesting. Um, there there were multiple you know bombshells that were dropped, but it, it, you know if you don't follow these people or know that much about them it doesn't sound interesting like one of the bombshells mm-hmm. was like oh actually Meghan markle wasn't the one who said that she didn't want her son to be a prince the royal family decided that and of course if you if you're in the know you're like whoa that that's huge i thought it was her decision but to someone like you who doesn't know doesn't follow this it's like it's meaningless <laughs> right right yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I might enjoy the interview just because I, I I enjoy reality TV, and that's sort of what it is. Like how 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 different Boy, is the royal point. family from just other reality TV? It can't be that much different. That is a fantastic point. Yeah, that's really true. I mean, that's I think that's also why the interview was so popular and watched by millions of people around the world. Is like it it's like a sort of a small glimpse into the kind of a black box that is that family where we know there's all kinds of drama and things that happen behind the scenes behind closed doors and you want to know what's going on in there and because it is a lot of drama yeah no that's a good point it might be like it might be a little bit like watching an interview with people who just left a a reality show Mm -hmm. that's a good point i hadn't thought of it like that I i would watch a reality tv show about them Keeping up with the what's their last name? Keeping up with the Royals. I don't even know. Keeping up with the Royals is a good would be a good title. Yeah, you should watch The Crown. It's basically that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I I'm sure I would enjoy that way more than actually watching the interviews. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that was the first thing that we watched on um, Paramount Plus, which launched last week. Have you checked this out? You watched anything on that? No, I don't. I don't know a ton about it. I I know. It, Seems like it's got a lot of stuff, but I don't really know exactly what's there or or how expensive it is, honestly. Yeah, I don't actually know either. I just my roommate had CBS All Access, and of course CBS All Access became Paramount Plus, so we just automatically had it. Um, and I played with it a little bit. I mean, it's not that much different from what was on CBS All Access. It, it, only the app is worse. Like, it's just worse now. Like, it's, I mean, it's like they ha- they try to have, like, a Disney Plus style, like, sections for, like, oh, here's MTV, here's BET, here's Comedy Central. Like, they try to do that. But then you go to, like, that category, and they have, like, okay, in the Comedy Central category, here's, like, featured shows. And they list, like, eight shows. It, you know, so they'll have, like, The Daily Show and, you know, uh, or, like, or, like, uh, Colbert is on there. I mean, no, he's on regular CBS, not Comedy Central anymore. But like, you know, they'll they have like you know, there's, there's like the top you know eight like MySpace featured shows, 
And then they ha- and then they have just all other shows A to Z in a horizontal scrolling list. Horizontal. Exactly. I'm I'm sitting there going, what is this interface? Who ma- made this? I mean, I think we could sit here and have a whole discussion about streaming services and the interfaces because I, honestly, I still don't think anyone beats Netflix. I think you're right. I mean, even even Disney Plus, uh, the interface is pretty good. But when I try to watch stuff on the on the website on my computer. Within minutes of like anything that I watch, I get a little notification from Safari that's like this web page is using significant memory resources on your computer. Close this web page to free up resources. And I'm like, why, why is that happening? Why, did nobody test the player, the web player to make sure? I don't know. I'm sure nobody's even, you know, I'm, I'm the point one percent of people that are watching Disney Plus on their computer anyway. But I don't know. It just um, it's very frustrating. It's like and it's like this is a core part of your service. This is the future. This is your service. This is. The interface is the whole thing. What? Why are you slacking on this? Like it's 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 crazy. Does it does it have a Apple TV Plus or Apple TV app? Yeah, yeah. The CBS All Access app for Apple TV on the Apple TV became a Paramount Plus app. Gotcha. That's that's, that's what we were watching it on. Yeah. So what's a? I guess it's sort of convenient. I bet they planned that this interview would launch like coincide with the launch of paramount plus so that was probably a smart move what what else is on there what what's like the the big titles to grab you on opening day honestly i don't even know like i didn't i didn't really look that much into it um you know i mean because like we had cbs all access anyway which had a lot of this stuff before so as far as what's actually new i have no idea but if you don't if you never had cbs all access then I don't know. It's it's any CBS show. So, you know, they got Survivor. They got uh, Big Brother. You know, all those reality-type shows. And then, they, like I said, they own MTV, so they have a lot of those shows. They have... Uh, I think VH1 is in there. Comedy Central is a CBS Viacom thing. Um, yeah, I don't actually know, like, off the top of my head, like, specific shows. I just kind of, like, know there's their subsidiaries. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it now... It it seems like one of the big things that they're like pitching. It seems on the website, it's like sports and and news and talk shows, which is something that's missing from streaming services. So I, I wonder if this is them trying to appeal to like the older older crowd, maybe who watches the news on cable TV and trying to get them to cut the cord and switch to Paramount Plus instead, or just or just for people who are cutting the cord and still still want this. That could be, but also, uh, you know, all these streaming services, you know, they they want to be, they want to have something for everybody, right? And so, the, yes, they have news and they have 60 Minutes and, you know, things like that, and they have some sports stuff, um, but they also own, I totally forgot, this is one of their subsidiaries, Nickelodeon. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is where the iCarly reboot is coming. They have, you know, they launched with an original Paramount Plus SpongeBob movie and a SpongeBob spin-off TV series, both of which are 3D animation that are Paramount Plus exclusive. Um, so, you know, they're trying to have stuff for kids as well. And then, of course, there's all sorts of um, backlog on, you know, like they had like Fairly Odd Parents I saw on there. And, of course, every episode of SpongeBob, all that stuff. So, you know, they're trying to have something for everybody, like all this, all the services too. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I I think this is one of those things where 
if my roommate didn't just already have it for other reasons, I don't think I would get this. I don't think there's yeah. that much. I'm not interested in that much. I mean, maybe we'll see if they have a really great original. I get it if you're a Star Trek fan. Because if you're a Star Trek fan, they have like five shows lined up, you know. But other than, but, but I'm not. So, you know, other than that, yeah. I might, I might get it once a year for Survivor. And that might be it, you know? <laughs> There you go. Five ninety nine for like two or three months of Survivor. And you get a month free. Look at that. Yeah, I'll just wait and see if it gets bundled with something. All of these streaming services get bumbled, bundled with something. Yeah, maybe they'll make a deal with somebody. I don't know. Because like, I, don't, I don't know what else they own. Like, you know, HBO is, you know, HBO Max is Warner Media, which is owned by AT&T. So if you like, you know, so AT&T users got like a deal on HBO Max when they were pushing that, you know. But I don't know that CBS Viacom uh, has any links to any other companies like that. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Why isn't Iron Man on this streaming service? What do you mean? I'm 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 joking, but Iron Man's a Paramount movie. But Disney bought the distribution. I know, I know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just I'm I guess I'm I am just a little bit surprised that there isn't some sort of negotiation there. We get Paramount Plus like once a year. Or can we get Iron Man on Paramount Plus once a year? Something like that. Yeah, I'm, that would that would be an interesting move. I think I think they're probably trying to focus on back catalog and originals you know like aren't they redoing aren't they doing a reboot of the powerpuff girls didn't i just see they're doing live action yeah. powerpuff girls yeah that the cast got announced today your girl's in it yeah my girl chloe bennett from agents of shield and uh dove cameron who i think was she a disney star before i don't know i don't, I don't know the other two i don't i don't know the other one but i know dove cameron because she was she did a, a small run on agents of shield as well um but yeah, I don't know who the other girl is. So yeah, that that'll that'll be interesting. That which also slightly disappointing because then I was like, oh well, if Chloe Bennett's doing Powerpuff Girls, can she not come back to the MCU? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, she was probably never going to anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> she she could do more than one thing. I mean, wh- how long is Powerpuff Girls going to last? One season? Is it a movie <laughs> show? I have no idea. It's going to be terrible. That's a good point. I don't it has know. to be terrible. <laughs> Uh, you're probably right. You're probably right. You watching anything good this week? No, I don't think so. I mean, besides nothing's on. We're gonna get to Wandavision later, but yeah, there's nothing on right now. Wandavision just ended. I don't know what else there is. Right. Well, you know, we'll have uh, Falcon Winter Soldier in a couple weeks, but um, I just watched for the first time True Detective. Oh my god, that's a fantastic all show. three seasons. No, there's one season of True Detective. I don't know what the other two are. I didn't watch those. I heard they're not good, or at least not as good. I heard three isn't good. Yeah, I, I actually, I think I heard three is better than two, but it's still not hmm. very good. Interesting. Um, which is so crazy, because I think it's the same guy writing all three seasons. But boy, season one of that show uh, was just unbelievable. I, I always kind of... Uh, didn't take Matthew McConaughey seriously as an actor. I, I get. Uh-huh. I guess it's just like he talks like this. All right, all right, all right. I guess I just thought like, oh, he's a joke. Like he's funny. His performance in this show is jaw dropping. I mean, it's like I have, I have a whole new respect for this guy. 
Like, I wow. mean, it's it's outstanding. Like, the, he they give him these scenes where he just like monologues for like minutes on end and like talks about like the meaning of life and existentialism and philosophy and it's just like I, I i can't look away oh my god it's so good i know i'm very late to this party but oh my god it was it just uh, just a fantastic season of television you gotta wow. watch how it. many episodes i think eight. Oh, that's nothing yeah they're each they're each an hour it's 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 a uh it's a show that is you know, slow paced, but not in a bad way. Like it's, it feels like it's, it's taking its time. It's not in a rush to tell its story. You know, mm-hmm. you, it's, it's a little bit of like, you got to hang with it. You know, if, if you're looking for action, fast paced, that's not what this show is, but it's, it's almost like you just kind of settle down and you hang out with Matthew McConaughey and, uh, uh, what's his face? Tallahassee from Zombieland. Woody Harrelson. Uh, Woody Harrelson. You just kind of hang out with these two for an hour. Oh, it's great. It's it's a it's a great show. It sounds relaxing. I did just finish Chappelle's show, which is a it's a oh, it's right. a fun fun look at how television used to operate. <laughs> well, <laughs> really? I don't know. What do you it, mean? It's just like just how how dated the whole the whole premise of the show <laughs> is. Like it's a it has a live audience there, and there's commercial breaks and everything. Like it's just bizarre. <laughs> right. Like tw- like three times an episode. Stick around. We're going to be right back with more Chappelle's show. It's just, it's just funny to watch, especially on Netflix. But it yeah, is pretty it cool. because black and then it just comes back immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is pretty cool, though, because, I mean, what, Dave, Bill Burr, and Joe Rogan are all they – all, they're all on the show. And, it, and wow. it's, it's cool to see them at the beginning of their career. Like, there's tons of fear factor jokes. That's where Joe Rogan <laughs> <laughs> And also, that was really popular at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. I, I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't understand it at all. I think, I think even Rogan said, like, yeah, I think I got the job because I treated it as a joke. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I never watched Fear Factor. That was that was too freaky for me. Yeah, I, I luckily I think I was too young for that. And then they have the whole stage at Universal. Yeah, yeah, they do. Thank God that's over. I don't think they do that show anymore, but the stage is still there. And then they would only use it for Bill and Ted, and then they don't even do that anymore. So I don't know what's going on. Right. I'm sure they'll bring that back eventually. Let's hope so. Although, who knows when we'll go to a theme park again. I was thinking about this. Um, I mean, it's like, I mean, we're about to hit. I mean, this is about it. A year. A year we've been doing this now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's, it's been a year of COVID. I mean, this yeah, is... I've, I've worked from home longer than I ever worked in the office at my current job. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I just um, I was just thinking about this because last week there was all these uh, uh, tweets going around about like, oh, remember a year ago this week, we, this was our last normal week. And none of us knew it, you know. And of course, I'm an asshole, so I'm sitting there thinking, like, if you were still living like a normal person in March of 2020, you were too late, you know. But <laughs> but I, I I remember my I I have a family member whose birthday is March 10th, and I remember skipping his birthday party last year, and hmm. and I because I because I was like I just know we get we got to start doing the social distancing thing now. We got to start immediately. I'm not like I'm not this that was I remember that was the first thing that I skipped because of the virus and I think everyone kind of thought I was crazy and 
now I am skipping another birthday party for this person. Right. Wow. But, I mean, because it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I have ranted and raved and, and bitched and moaned about this on here and on Twitter. It's just like, I just feel like, like, I just feel like, I feel like we were failed. Like, I feel like our government failed us. Like our institutions failed us. Like society failed us. Like I, you know, and, and, and the the other, the other thing about, you know, seeing, oh, this was our last normal week. The other thing I thought was like, yeah, you know what, for all of us who are still being like decent, halfway decent people. Yeah. That was our last normal week. But other people seem to seem, they seem to have gone back to their normal life 10 months ago. Oh, and yeah. they're and they're people are going to restaurants and they're going to bars and they're hanging out with their friends and they're going to clubs and they're going to parties and they're getting on planes and they're traveling all over the world. They don't give a shit at all. What virus? Nothing. No, no, no virus. No, no, no coronavirus. I don't even know what that is. That that was that was months ago. Uh, you know, and it's just like I, I don't know. It's like it's 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 unfit. Like I'm angry. I, I like I I, sh- I I can't I know I I look at other countries like I look at like Australia, and and uh, we, were, we were I was comparing Australia to the U S. and like like the number of deaths per cap like they have a much smaller population but even like adjusting for population like like just go per capita deaths number of cases like it's all way way lower than us you know and it's like there's nothing special about Australia no offense to Australians <laughs> but like. We got a lot of Australian listeners. I know. I don't want to offend them. But, like, seriously, like, America's supposed to be number one. That's what I was always taught growing up. That's how I was raised. America's number one. England is number two, right? And I, oh, mm-hmm. I just feel like, I'd feel like we botched this. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I, it's something that I've just been thinking about lately because, you know, this is a year ago is when it really started to say. And, and, and I, and, well, let me, let me, I, I'm, do you have any thoughts on this? <sighs> Um, I, I guess, I guess my thought is that like, I can, I can feel the light at the end of the tunnel with this whole thing. Like I, I can, yeah. the, the way, the way I'm, I'm looking at life right now is like each day that goes by that I don't have COVID, I'm less likely to get COVID because cases, cases <laughs> have been going down for like the last couple months, I think. And I mean, vaccines are just, they're only going to keep going up. So I'm like every day that I don't get this, I'm closer to being free. So I'm. I'm I'm feel I'm feeling the light at the end of the tunnel and I'm pretty excited about it honestly. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say is like we've been doing this for a year now but at least it, this is like the beginning of the end or you know I mean it like I I I saw you know there there's this website I I check every single day covidactnow.org and they have a map of the US and you can see it by states or by county and you they have they have it all color coded to see you know which places and and, and like over the last few weeks, I've seen most of the U.S. go from like almost every state is in the red, like emergency, and now almost every single state is orange, which is still orange. In this, on their code means we are at risk of an outbreak, <laughs> so it's still okay. not great. But uh-huh. at least it's not like an actively active, currently ongoing outbreak. Like we've been downgraded yeah. from emergency to we're almost at an emergency which is <laughs> this is like, how i this is, this, is I, I this reminds me of a arrested development jim kramer don't he, he's downgrading us from don't from sell to don't sell 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've up we've upgraded from from a sell to a don't buy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Don't buy. <laughs> oh, Jim Cramer having a cameo in anything. I'm always very pro. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I, he's got a cameo in a Marvel movie, so I think it's an Iron Man movie. I, I it love. Is. Yeah, it's I love the first it. one. Is it? Was it Iron Man one? Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weapons company that doesn't make weapons. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, and I think I think I saw that that the number of people in the US who are are fully vaccinated both doses or one jo- dose if you're getting the Johnson and Johnson. Um uh, but the number of people in the US who are fully vaccinated uh now exceeds the number of people who like ever had the virus. Wow. Which is great. I mean, uh, you know, and and if, and and someone was asking about the asking me about the johnson and johnson vaccine because they were like oh it's only a single dose and is it not quite as effective and i was like look the effect the efficacy on all of them is it's a little hard to judge in some ways exactly how effective everything is but the point is all of these vaccines like a hundred percent stop death and a hundred percent stop like severe covid like yeah that's that's what i heard Exactly. Like, there's always a chance that, like, you get your vaccine and maybe you still get a little bit sick. Like, you probably won't, like, even notice anything if, the like, the virus gets into your body. Probably won't even notice anything. But even if you do, you'll be sick for, like, you know, you'll be have very mild symptoms for, like, a day or, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, that's so much better than, than what we've been doing. I, t- I think today was the first time in who knows how long when fewer than a thousand Americans died in one day. Like, wow. that's, like, which is, it's still terrible. Like, 800 Americans died today. Of I mean, but but still, like, it's like, okay, well, like, we're getting better. Like, it's it's still horrific. This is still an emergency. But it, we're, get, we're getting better. I don't know. I just, I don't I'm, you know, so, I don't know. I, I, you know, in, in some ways, it's funny. At the beginning of all this, you, you know me. I was a lunatic, like, reading everything, like, every single thing that came out about every detail about the virus and what this means and vaccines and all this stuff. And, and, and now I almost feel like I've been beaten down. Where, like, I don't even know every detail of everything anymore. Like, I think I still probably read about this and think about this more than, like, an average person, you, you know. But, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, yeah, but, I, but even I feel like I don't, I just, I'm, I've been doing this for a year now. I don't want to read about every every single day, every day. Like, like, and 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 also, I and also, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you know, like I, in the beginning, I was reading about like the country and like, okay, what's going on? Just the state of Florida. Okay, what's going on in just Orlando and locally? What's go- and now I'm like, just tell me when the whole country's fixed. Like, we're like, we're right. like, the only way out is together. So uh-huh. it, it, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't. In some ways, it doesn't really matter. If well, if like oh well, the Orlando area is great. It's like yeah, that doesn't really matter if the rest of the state is on fire. Like it, like you know, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like it, it's like it's like you know that a couple of states lifted all restrictions and got even got rid of mask mandates and stuff. And it's like that's like having a peeing section of a swimming pool. It's like right. it's just gonna spread. Like we like the only way out is together. And and I think we're doing it. I think we're doing it. But it you know it took it took. It there's been a lot of people who have died, and it's very sad. But you know, you're right. The the light at the end of the tunnel, I can almost see it. We're almost out, mm-hmm. and I have no idea how to dig the podcast out of this weird hole. So <laughs> <laughs> why why don't we just blow the spoiler horn then? 
Um, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Let me see. Did I have anything else? Oh, you know what I thought maybe we should mention too, just for fun. You know, last time we talked about cancel culture. I thought maybe we we have a new segment called Who Got Canceled This Week? So this week it was um, was, uh, David Dobrik. Oh, David Dobrik got can- well. That was like, that was like a month or so ago, and I think there, there there's still things coming out about that. I think mm-hmm. is what happened. But Dr. Seuss was the big one. He what did he he had like some racist tweets or something. Yeah, I don't even. Remember. Yeah, and he's then, big on Twitter. Yep, and then Mr. Potato Head was canceled because I, I saw think, that. What did he he like he like defended J.K. Rowling? Is that what happened? I yeah, think that's right. He came out as with they them pronouns. I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's yeah, so he's canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh they're canceled, sorry. I'm trying to be <laughs> trying to be inclusive. Of course. <laughs> oh, got, there'd God. be like ten names a week on this segment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't think we actually want to do that segment. Unless you want to. I'd be down. I'd be down. No? It depends okay. if All it's right. interesting. It depends if it's interesting. All right. Case by case basis. Most most of them won't be interesting. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I I agree. Don't don't hold your breath for that future segment. <laughs> I wonder if people are still tweeting with hashtag Ask Acrasia. You that that's your assignment. You said you were going to handle that. I don't look at that. That was episode two. I don't think anyone's used it yet, which is disappointing. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you keep me updated. Um, we're about half an hour in. Should we? God, we've blown through a lot of topics already. We're crushing it. Doing great. Should we jump into our main topic? I think so. I'm ready. This is going to be fun. I agree. I think it will be fun. Um, okay. So we're going to be talking about the new Disney Plus television series, uh, first series from Marvel Studios called WandaVision. Uh, spoilers for the whole thing, right? We're just spoil everything. Yep. Um, I would so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say spoilers for Wandavision and spoilers for the Watchmen television series. Uh, oh, okay, interesting. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, you could have fooled me. I mean, look, I, don't worry, I'm gonna make it all connect, but I don't think I need to blow the spoiler horn on the Watchmen series just for this. Fair. Um, okay, should 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 we? Should we, as Philip DeFranco would say, should we just jump right into it? Should we just jump into it? Let's just jump into it. I, I do want to remind the audience. I think it's been like, I think it's been like a year since we did our last spoiler slot, which I don't want to do a ton of them. I think we're only going to start doing more. But the way this works, we start talking about this and we won't talk about anything except for this for the rest of the show. So if you're not interested, this is the end of the episode for you. If not, keep listening. All right. I'm going to blow the spoiler horn. I think the way we should kind of tackle this is in three sections, three categories. And you tell me what you think about this. I feel like one category is like the <laughs> sitcom stuff. I love how much that you've thought about this. This is all I've thought about. But I, but, but hear me out on this game plan. There's the sitcom stuff. There's all this stuff with Sword. And then I feel like the last kind of episode or two when we're full on out of the sitcom stuff, that's kind of its own thing, I feel like. That's where it's all kind of coming together. What do you think about this mm-hmm. this gameplay game plan? I think that's a good idea. Okay, um, so we'll just start with start with the sitcom stuff. I mean, what did I mean? 
How did you feel? I loved it. Yeah, so I th- I think that that first episode where they're doing like the I Love Lucy style show, I was like, oh my god, this is so much fun! Like it's such it's such a silly, ridiculous plot that is so typical of those old shows. I thought it was a blast, and they have such good chemistry on screen, the two of them do. And yeah, I I liked it a lot. The I I liked the '90s one a lot. The Malcolm in the Middle one that was a good one. It, it was it was a ton of fun when they got the kids involved as well, and I, I also liked the ones where they're still doing a sitcom episode, but like it's only half of the time. Like half of the time they're like escaping from the sitcom, but they're still in the hex, you know. But right. like Vision's doing his own thing now; he's investigating. But the other the other, the rest of them they're still in the show. Yeah, I, I, w- I was a big fan of it. I thought it was really clever. I di- I didn't know a ton about the how they were going to do it with the decades and everything. But I thought it worked really well, and it's it's weird enough to keep it interesting. Should we kind of say at the top, like, did you did you overall like the show, overall dislike the show? Yeah, no, I loved it. You loved it? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, Yeah, I'm a little more mixed on it, or at least I have some issues. I don't know. I can't decide. Do you, but have, do you have an opening statement? I don't think I have an opening statement. Do you? No. I'm great. surprised you don't. I Because I feel like all my stuff is – Towards the end. I feel like we have to just talk about everything in pieces because that's where I don't. But the sitcom stuff is extraordinary. I mean, it's it's so well. I mean, when the first episode started, um, they were they did like an I Love Lucy type theme song. The, the the show it look there. It looks like the Dick Van Dyke show. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is really good. Like they're fully committing to this. Like. This and they're pulling it off so well, and special and effects and everything. The moment when Wanda like snapped her fingers or waved her hands, and all the dishes came flying out of the cupboards, and they're so clearly like on wires and like strings and like being puppeteered, like the way they would actually do it in like a nineteen fifties sitcom. That was the moment where I was I was just like, oh, fuck, this is a masterpiece. I was like, this is the greatest thing right. I've ever seen. This is incredible. Uh-huh. Like, it, like even yeah. the special effects are being done the way they would do special effects in the 50s. It, it, I, I was like, this is, the, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And yeah. the jokes were great. The, the, the having, you know, the studio audience, the, the plots, you the mentioned. The laugh track. The, I think it was a real studio audience. Oh, really? I don't think it was a laugh track. I think it was a real studio audience. Um, but you mentioned the plots of these kind of sitcom episodes were kind of silly in the way a, a sitcom plot is, right? Yeah. The, the, the I mean, the mix-up of her thinking it's the anniversary, but he's bringing over his boss for dinner. Like, it's it just feels so typical. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And and then like and then like Vision being drunk. Because he ate the gum, and he has to do a performance. Horses shoes. What's that? Horses shoes. Exactly, and so like that was the kind. Of, it was like this. The plots feel like those old old style sitcoms, um, but because of the nature of the characters, this is what blew my mind so much. Because of who these characters are, they can't do a normal sitcom plot. It has to be about how they have superpowers. Like they would have never forgotten who's coming over for dinner if they weren't if they weren't in this fake world 
where they're playing these roles. Like that's a, like that plot setup you couldn't do in a normal show. Like Vision is drunk because he ate gum. It's like you can't do that in a show where everyone is a human, but he's not a human. He's a robot. And because he's a robot, he can't have human food. And so when he has human food, he acts silly. And it's like that that blew my mind because it felt like they were not just copying a plot that you would have seen in some other show. The plot is specific to who the characters are, and the characters are superheroes. It w- And mm-hmm. it was like – What if you made a 1950s, 60s, 70s show, but the characters are superheroes? How would you have to adapt the silly sitcom plots to these fantastical characters? And I I Mm -hmm. thought they were doing it so well. It was so well executed, and we were pulling it off so amazingly. I was just – I was in love with it. I was absolutely in love with this show. I I adored it everything about i was i was like this i i want to watch nine seasons of this like i was i was so in it was unbelievable i love how i love how they made part of the sitcom episodes the fact that they have like a secret identity and can't let people the rest of the people in the town know who they are right exactly because that's and there's jokes about like vision's the fastest working guy in the office he's like oh you have no idea like you're you're like a machine yeah like those jokes were very clever Right, right, and like those are jokes that that feel like old school sitcommy, and yet would literally not make sense in an actual old school sitcom where all the characters are humans. That's that's the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that I'm talking about, and I thought that I I thought that was so clever to to do it in that way because it was it was the perfect blend, the perfect combination of sitcom, you know, silly sitcoms with the fantastic characters and i mean that like in a and mm-hmm. you know what you know you know what i mean i so i i loved it and then as it went on to see how they were totally nailed i mean when they did the 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 fucking malcolm in the middle theme song like that like that whole that style and like and like what's i think it was billy who starts talking to the camera and and i'm right. just like they are they are a hundred percent nailing this i'm in i'm in love with this i want this is, this is the only thing i want to watch on tv now I love I love this. I I mean, maybe I maybe should be a whole new genre. I, I'm I'm not kidding. Like I I wish that's that's what this was. I mean, I, I mean maybe you didn't love this as much as I did. I was in, I was in love with this. I was in love with this. No, I I thought it was I thought it was great too. Each each episode like that, especially the early ones where it's it's pretty much just that. I mean, they're they're so much fun. Right, and so can we get into the sword stuff a little bit? Sure. Because the first episode is so well done, and I was I I was sat there and I'm like I can't believe it. I'm, I couldn't believe it because I'm like Marvel Studios went from making the greatest superhero movies in the world to the greatest sitcom in the world. Like this, I'm I love this. And then the last, the, and then at the end of the last episode, it it zooms out and. The aspect ratio changes, and we're watching WandaVision, the show, on TV, and Jimmy Woo is kicked back, relaxing, and he's got his feet up, and he turns it off, and we see the sword logo on another monitor. And End of the first episode. That's the end of the first episode. and I think it's actually Darcy, but... Oh, is it anyway. Darcy? You just see, like, feet kicked up um, yeah. on a table. And I, I, I felt myself push back against it. Oh my god! I I could just feel 
like okay and then and then the more sword showed up in the show the more frustrated i became and i i i i hate this i hate this plot line so much i can't, i can't wow. stand it i really i re- i'm really frustrated by the whole everything with sword it drives me crazy I, how did you feel about it i couldn't stand it <laughs> i mean there there were there were things that i didn't like about it but i mean especially in those first two episodes with the the tv cut and then the the beekeeper coming out of the sewer like it just created so much mystery to me that was like i i was really excited about it. i was like i, I gotta know what happens and i i mean i think i i think the parts that you were probably more frustrated with like i understand a little bit more but None, none of them really bothered me a ton. I mean, I think the stuff I would complain the most about is I don't really, or it's it's not that I hated it or anything. It's just I I didn't really enjoy as much the scenes where they're they're at the military base and they're like planning on how they're going to get in the hex and they're talking about made up science that makes no sense to the audience and oh if the photons and newtons. I can eliminate, cancel them out if I get in this weird truck and then I can get back in the hex. Like, none of it makes any sense. Like, please stop pretending like it makes sense to the audience. So I, some of that stuff I thought was a little bit boring. And, I mean, it's it's typical for, for Marvel with quantum and everything like that, you know. They just, they just invent science that works. So that was the stuff that I found the most frustration with. But even that, it didn't – the rest was so good that it didn't bother me that much. But Matt, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, like it, it was, it was that. I mean, there's a, there's a lot here that frustrated me. It was that kind of stuff. I saw people joking online that it, like it felt like the show has to take a break and read a Wikipedia article to me. You know, I mean, I mean, because there, because there's one, they're doing all this science jargon that is all made up anyway. Who cares? And two, mm-hmm. it's very hand holding. It's holding the audience's hand way too much. I think three. The whole plot line with, um, you know, there's there's Jimmy Woo who I love. There's Darcy who's always fun. Have no problem with Monica, um, but then like they're in conflict with, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, acting director of Sword Tyler Hayward, who's clearly like the last holdover from the Trump era, right? Because he's like, he's kind of an asshole. He's the acting director because the previous guy left his job unexpectedly and he had to fill in. And then at the end he gets arrested, right? So it's clearly... You mean the previous actor died? What do you mean? It, it was, The previous person in charge of S.W.O.R.D. was Monica Rambeau's mother. Oh, right. Well, right. But I'm making a joke, but you see what I mean. Um... I mean, I, I mean, like, and he's like such a typical bad guy, and it's like there's no, there's nothing interesting about him. Like, why? I hated that. Like, on on all the sword stuff, it's like not only is it kind of, this, it just it dragged the whole show down because they're talking about science nobody cares about. They're over explaining everything, and and they're in conflict with this Hayward guy who's just an asshole. And like, why are they mad? Like, why can't they all just be on the same team? Like, I. I just and and like I just like there were the the middle episodes where it was like half the sitcom and half what's going on with sword it, it, the the sword stuff it I could feel myself being pulled out of the show I could feel myself slipping away it was like I like those were the like cause I would I would watch every episode twice and on rewatches those are the moments where I'm like I can check my phone now like I don't like cause it's not interesting it's not 
interesting. I I I don't know. I I don't know why. They, I don't know how this did not drive you crazy. I mean, it. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just don't have this big of a problem with it. I mean, I think I think that the the three characters that are like on the good side in sword like they're they're likable enough and entertaining enough to keep me interested i mean jim jimmy woo is great i mean i don't know Hay- hayward like barely feels like he's even there to me like I, I i barely i barely even think about him but he is there and he's being annoying and then at the end he starts shooting at kids which i mean it's like <laughs> like no really like really i mean it's like like i i, I just i i just i like you mentioned the beekeeper thing Right, which is great. I'm, I'm. That's that's still in the world of the sitcom. A, a, a beekeeper comes out of a, a hole, a manhole in the ground that wasn't there ten minutes before in the episode. I'm fascinated by this. Right, that's not the part I have a problem with. I, I kind of wish that the v- vast majority of the show took place in the sitcom stuff. Like and and I think mm-hmm. it, I think if they had never or very very rarely actually cut away to sword, it would have been way more interesting because the most interesting stuff in the show was like the episode where Vis- the Halloween episode when Vision is like I'm going off on my something is up something's off here I'm gonna go off on my own and figure out what's happening but we're still in the sitcom we're we're still in the hex right that. I'm into that I'm interested in be like like I think I think that's what I thought this would be I think that's what I wanted this show to be which is like it's a sitcom and gradually it falls apart right and I think if I watched just the sitcom stuff it would do that and it would be great but they have to intercut it with okay let's check on sword see what they're up to and then they have to explain things that I don't care about and I'm just like go go back to the hex. I want to like I I want to like I think the show wants the the sword agents to be like the audience surrogate of like figuring things out. I think the more interesting audience surrogate is Vision because he's the one inside going what is happening and he's and he's starting to figure it out. I kind of think if we just saw the whole thing from his point of view, it would have been more interesting. It was so fascinating to watch him see. A- Agnes, quote unquote, in the car and try to ask her questions, and he's in, out talking to Norm at work, and that was interesting. Watching Sword try to figure it out from the outside, I I could not be more bored, and and I and I just thought the whole the, the whole conflict between them and Hayward was stupid. He's just an asshole because he's an asshole. It he's just he's an asshole because the script needs a another bad guy, and it's like. Right. I, I I just I thought all the sword stuff totally dragged down the show, and I I found it the least interesting. It's, the The joke about it was like reading a Wikipedia article to me. It was is kind of accurate. I just the thing that I loved about Watchmen is that it doesn't really hold your hand. It throws you in the deep end and says, "Figure out what's going on and just hang on for the ride." And this show doesn't do that i mean it take it i mean after three episodes they're like okay you're confused let's take a break from the normal show and see and now we're going to explain everything whereas like you like you look at watchmen and it's like they didn't do that till episode eight out of nine like that's what i'm talking about like like i don't i'm not i'm not an idiot i'm smart enough i can keep up you don't need to hold my hand 
I don't. I, I just. I thought it was. I, that it was. I was so frustrating. I wish I could just watch the sit. That's why I said to you at one point. I'm like, I wish this was two seasons. I wish the first season was just sitcoms, and then the second season mm-hmm. you can have the world break down and all the swords. To, I just. I don't know. I think that's that is how I would fix this show. Is like you either have to stay in the sitcom way more and have it be way more confusing, and just tell the audience, look, you just got to fucking keep up. It's on you. Because we're just as confused as you are. And just stay in that and st- keep asking questions and keep it confusing. Or you do this for two seasons. I mean, you think, ab- think about this. Think about this. This is my pitch, right? Me- think about the f- things that happen in the first three episodes. You get, you get the guy choking and Vision has to help him. You get the helicopter is in color. You get the voice on the radio, right? Uh, there's something else that happens in the third episode, right? Ultron. Oh yeah, there's like an Ultron reference, right? Like, and I'm—I just thought about it. I'm like, imagine, and like, the, uh, the end of episode three is Monica gets thrown out of the hex, right? Now, here's my pitch: imagine an entire season of just the sitcom stuff, and the season one finale is Monica getting thrown out of the hex, and then season two is let's back up and see where, and then season two is Agents of Sword. You know what I mean? Like, then season two is like, we have to fix this. And then season two is like, you're going to, like, that's why I compared it to the Mandalorian, where like, the finale of Mandalorian is kind of the season two finale. Like, they took, they had a story they wanted to tell, and they took two seasons to do it, because they, they really wanted to ramp up to it slowly. And I feel like this show, it either, it was like, it, it felt like it either was too rushed, or, or like, like it should have been told over two seasons with, with how much is going on, or they should have just allowed it to be more confusing, and and just and stop having to over explain everything. I, and and I, I, either one would have been more interesting to me. I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm shitting on this show that was actually pretty good. Like I like I'm this sorry. This is hysterical. I know, I know. I'm sorry, but like, but like, I will say. This is this is an achievement. Like the fact that the show is even halfway decent <laughs> is pretty damn amazing. I mean, it started out as the Dick oh Van Dyke God. show, and it ended in a pretty pretty good Marvel movie. And I kind of didn't even see the transition. It did it did the Watchmen thing, where it went from a murder to a sci-fi in nine episodes, or if you really read a comic book, it went from a murder to sci-fi in twelve issues, and it you kind of so gradually slid into it, which is which is. Perfect. Going through the sitcoms by decade, you get caught up to modern day, modern family. Um, You get caught up to that right at the time when shit starts to hit the fan so that by the time – so then by the time they they fully exit the fake sitcom and just start telling the story, you don't – you kind of forgot that you're – it's very good. Like like, – don't get me like this is not a bad show. Uh, don't get me wrong, this is not a bad show. This is people who know what they're doing. I just wish they oh were given God. more time to tell this story, or or I wish they had more faith in the audience because I feel like this could have been so. Again, I went from oh fuck, this is a masterpiece to I feel myself pulling away from the show. And 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 I'm sorry, I'm rant. I'm just talking. I'm rambling at this point. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. <laughs> No, it's okay. So I mean, <laughs> go on. I mean, are, are, do you, do you relate to what I'm saying? Are any of my criticisms valid? Do you feel do you feel me at all? So I mean, I mean, I I think they are valid. I mean, you you make good points, but not, nothing nothing t- bothered me too much. Not, nothing pulled me out of the show, like you're saying. Like I mean, it, it stinks to be pulled out of a show. I never I never really felt that with this, and, and to just like hit on a few of the things that you mentioned. So. 
you, you complain about like sword pulling you out they don't spend that much time with sword like per per episode like i mean there's one episode where it's like mostly sword like 80 percent, 90 percent sword but the rest is at least like pretty balanced you know and these are like 25 minute episodes we're not spending that much time with sword so yeah and i still thought it was too much most of the time i mean how long can you be pulled out for five minutes yeah well no that's what i'm saying like this is what i'm saying like to the credit of the show like they don't waste a ton of time like but i'm saying i did start to feel it in those few minutes where they did intercut like that's you know and i'm i'm just again i'm i'm gonna praise the show and be like yeah they didn't it didn't grind the show to a complete halt it didn't completely stop everything because you're right they didn't spend a ton of time with sword uh but i still felt like it was too much because a lot of it was nonsense so uh, so here's here's one of the things i'll say that i liked about the sword stuff believe believe it or not there's something i like about it i i really enjoyed hearing and seeing the people that live in the ordinary world that don't have superpowers talk about the avengers and these superpowered people like the the scene where they're talking like oh wanda's don't, don't her powers come from an infinity stone she almost beat thanos well i think captain marvel could have almost beat thanos too like i i enjoyed seeing that a lot i thought that it was fun hearing them talk about these people just from like a normal person's perspective and the scene where they get snapped back or when monica gets snapped back is incredible there should there should be a whole show just about what happens when people got snapped back um and then what was i gonna say the, the, there's a scene where where Hayward he's talking about he, he's uh he's talking about Monica and he's he's like you don't know what it was like the last five years like I understand and he's sort of being an asshole but like he makes a decent point or maybe a better character can make the point more effectively but he's like you don't know what it was like to be here for five years we had to struggle to get the power on like I I really enjoyed seeing that side of the world and it added it added a lot more um a lot more context to what the world was like the five years that Thanos uh, was had snapped his fingers that you don't really get in, uh, in far from home. And I, I hope we continue to get more stuff like that going forward. Um, I, I, first of all, yes, I agree. It is kind of fun to hear them talk about it. It's like the scene in Ant-Man when Hank Pym says to Scott Lang, like, Hey, we got this problem. And Scott Lang is like, I know what we should do. We should call the Avengers. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like exactly. I, I, yeah. So I agree with that. And also, yes, I agree. I do like hearing about what the world was like, during that five years um from what i've heard we will see more of that kind of thing in a show that maybe comes out in a couple weeks but uh yeah no i i agree with like they yes they did drop some fun little nuggets in there um you know that being said i'm not sure how relevant that was to the story that they were telling and there's kind of part of me that feels like there were too many characters like i like i like i like jimmy and darcy and monica did they all need to be there like it was kind of a lot of characters do they all really do that much like darcy disappears for like three episodes and the next time we see her she's just like she crashed she just is still in that bus and just crashes into a guy and then leave and then has one line in the finale and then leaves and it's like I, I did i did hear that was because of covid like there were bigger plans for her and they had to work around they had, they had to sort of like manufacture readjust her plot which doesn't make it better but I, I thought that was interesting oh interesting yeah i mean look i mean that i don't that's not gonna i'm judging the show as it is like you know i yeah yeah of course 
I'm not, I won't, maybe I won't beat them up on it, but it is, a, it is a, a point I'm going to take away, you know? And there's, and then there's part of me that wonders, did, did Monica need to be in the show? Like, like, I think maybe she did because it's like, it's another woman who also has powers that, that Wanda can kind of relate to. There's something there. But also, how much did they really use her character? And apparently, this is her Captain Marvel origin story, which kind of surprised me, actually. I kind of thought – what did you think about that? I thought she was already Captain Marvel before the show started. Oh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know she was Captain Marvel. I mean, I, I, don't, know, I don't know a ton about the character, but I, my, my thought was that she would um, – that she's going to show up in, in Secret Wars next – um, with Nick Fury, I, th- I think that's where she's going. That's that's what I got out of that after credit scene. So I think she's going to hang out in Secret Wars and then go into Captain Marvel too. I mean, I I even I heard one theory that like she just became the first X Men because like they're talking about like her cells are being manipulated. Like she she became not the first X Men, the first mutant, I should say, which probably isn't true. But may- maybe she is just a mutant in general. I I don't really know. I, yeah, I don't think that's it because in, cause in, in the comics, Monica Rambeau is the second Captain Marvel, uh, and then later she goes by Spectrum or Photon. I think I think in this in the MCU they're going to call her Photon because they had that little plaque. I think I heard Photon. Because it, at, at one point when she walks into S.W.O.R.D., her mom's plaque, uh, it's like – I forget her mom's name, but like the nickname Photon was there. So I'm assuming she's going to go by Photon. Um mm. But uh, yeah, you know, I kind of, I kind of thought it would be interesting if she was already, you know, super powered and was trying to hide it. Uh, you know, a, a sentient weapon working for sentient weapons observation and resources division, whatever the hell it's called. Um, I thought that would kind of be interesting. But I guess this is like her origin story, which is fine. Um, but it does make me question, like, okay, was she just kind of forced in there because they knew they needed her in Captain Marvel 2 and they needed to get her origin story done real quick? So, okay, throw her into WandaVision and make up something about – I don't know because other people went through the hex and didn't seem to get superpower. I don't know, but I, then they made a big deal about how she went through like three times. Yeah. If if I'm going to complain about a character, I think I would probably complain about Darcy. Of those three, just because I, I, I think she has the least to do, yep. and also the thing she has to do, like I just found sort of annoying. Where like they they get kicked off the base. Thirty seconds later, they're back on the base. She <laughs> says, "I'm going to hack into the network." Thirty seconds right. later, I hacked into the mainframe. Right, I gotta like, get past the firewall. I, and, <laughs> yeah, and anytime a character says firewall or mainframe in like a hacker <laughs> context, I'm already annoyed. I, I just I think it's pretty dumb, but I mean that's not that's not a Marvel thing. That's a ninety percent of television movies. Thing. No, but that but you know what? This is this is the the word that I keep coming back to to describe all the stuff going on with Sword, with the mainframes and the hacking and the and the the good people on the ground, but they're they're strung they're hamstrung by the by the mean director guy at the top, and he's the like the word I keep coming back to to describe this whole storyline, uncreative. This is the most uncreative. Yeah. It's I've seen this I'd, in I'd every CSI cop show, like the, because the rest of the the sitcom. First of all, taking superheroes who are who have been in blockbuster movies and saying we're going to put them in like our own version of the Dick Van Dyke show, I Love Lucy, Modern Family, Malcolm in the Middle, and they're just going to live that life, and it's going to be a sitcom. That that That's insane. That's in, I love that. That's so creative. I love this idea, right? And then the other half of the show is a 
fucking basic cable procedural like fucking shoot me in the head i hate this like i'm it's, like it's so much better than that but all right it's not by much i really don't think it's whatever anyway anyway let's let uh, that's let's get into let's get into the last few episodes because the last couple episodes where it where it just it totally owned the fact that it's a marvel movie i was like this mm-hmm. is actually not a bad marvel movie it's actually pretty good right so okay yeah, so yeah. okay last maybe two or three episodes what'd you think Okay, so I mean, I think the, I think the biggest problem with the ending, and it's not even a problem that really upsets me or bothers me, got in the way of how I felt about it. But the biggest problem with the last few episodes is Agatha all along, because like breaking news, it this. wasn't Agatha all along. I liked it for the. It was, it was Wanda all along. Like it, it, it was Agatha some of the time in like very small doses. Like she hardly <laughs> did anything. You know what I mean? So, right. No, so, you're right. Of course. Here, here's my here's my comparison. When, uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like, when I go and watch this back. Is it? Am I going to have my mind blown? Like, holy shit, it was there all along. It was Agatha all along the whole time. There's so many clues. And when I watch it back, I'm like, you know, there's a couple. There's there's a few decent ones. But it's not like it's not like a holy shit, I can't believe I missed this sort of thing. Do, 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 you, know right. what, do you know what the bar is that I compare that sort of uh, plot twist to? I can't wait to hear what yours is. I, I, I think it could get it. It's It's like... Specific to sitcoms, there's a correct answer here. Sitcom plot twists. Come on. Sitcom. Oh, 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 The Good Place. Yeah, season one, season one of The Good Place is like the bar for not just like sitcom plot twists, but it is very good for that. That's like the bar for plot twists of anything to me. That's like the greatest plot twist I've ever seen, maybe. So that, that's, that's what I compare it to. And it, it's, it's not on that level. It's not really close. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean – for me for me the highest the highest thing or the highest bar the 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 most effective is uh season 1 of of Westworld where there where there's a, there's a there's a couple of reveals in that season but you know the the biggest the biggest ones are like that holy shit it really was there the whole time and i was just missing it and then you go back and watch it and you see everything that you didn't think was important and it actually it's gi- it's giving you the answers i mean or or almost you know and cuz that's what it should be right that's what it right. should be is you can go back and rewatch it and you see all the things you missed whereas wandavision they don't give you that much to begin with. There was no, no indication. I mean, zero indication that Pietro was Pietro. I mean, there was there was no way you could have guessed that, right? No, no, not really. And when when I, when I I go back and watch that episode specifically, and knowing the context, I'm like, okay, there's there's a little bit here, but barely. Like he's he's asking her questions, like, how did you do this? I think it's really impressive. Like he's and Agatha says, like, he was my eyes and ears. So, like, you can see that, like, she's trying to learn about what's going on because she's still confused in that moment. So it's there, but it's a teeny bit and you really got to want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're right. It should be more like the good place where you can go back and watch it and you see all the clues. Um, and in this, they didn't actually – I mean, they didn't actually leave that many they, – they either – they either didn't leave any clues or they made it so unbelievably obvious that Agnes was Agatha Harkness. I mean, we knew it from like episode one. 
I mean, I didn't, but yeah. I mean, well, I mean, a lot of people on, online were like, like, by by a few episodes in, you were like, oh, I wonder if Agnes is a- is Agatha Harkness. Like, a lot, it was that was what everyone, and then and then they do the reveal, and it's almost like, I mean, this is this is getting into the discourse, which we'll get to in a second. But like, they do the once they do the reveal, it's like, but we knew that. <laughs> like, that was my, that was one of my complaints halfway through the show, which is like, oh, they just figured out what's going on. Great, I figured that out three episodes ago because we're discussing it like <laughs> but yeah i mean well i i will save the discourse for later but we'll we'll come back to this but like part of the reason i like i hardly went on any like theory or like uh reddit posts like conversations about the show because i knew it was the type of thing like it's not being that clever to the point where no one's gonna figure this out and not to say that it can't be good and people still can't figure it out, but I, I knew it was one of those things where people are probably going to guess a few things right. So I'm just not going to I'm just not going to go there and let myself be surprised. Yeah, um, I, I bet doing full media blackout on this would have been much more satisfying than than even casually glancing at at theories online. But yeah, we'll we'll get to that later. Um, but uh, let me give you let me give you my take on the last couple episodes uh, previously on. Episode eight, is that what that was? Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, I don't know if you saw this. There was an interview with uh, Jack Schaefer, the showrunner, and she said originally that was actually going to be a CSI type episode, and they were going to do it like a crime scene, uh, like, like 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 a detective police uh, procedural drama, as like mm-hmm. what happened to Wanda, you know, which would have been pretty cool. But they they ultimately decided no. I think we should just stick to family sitcoms which is probably the right call but it would would have been interesting to see that version of the episode but um yeah that episode i thought was interesting because it's now it's interesting i think as kind of an observer of the mcu because now we're getting into territory where the 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 the, you know first era the first saga of the mcu is now almost like I don't know what to call it. Like it's like now it's like the Old Testament or it's like this is the first edition or like, but it's it's <laughs> right. like it's like now okay that's completed so now we can go back and retcon stuff. And I'd like because they retcon Wanda, right? And it doesn't feel like that much of a retcon. Right. It, it, and and I I really liked that with the with the bomb and everything this idea that oh she's been a witch all along she's always had these powers that was how she survived the bomb it's just that they were enhanced by the mindstone interesting idea and it's it, it reminds me of watchmen the tv show going back and riffing on watchmen the comic book in ways that they never even thought about which is not really that different from anything the mcu has done before but it does feel like they're reaching backwards into a previous era of this universe and commenting on it and adding to it. And I just thought it was, I thought it was interesting because it, 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 I guess for so long it felt like, Oh, the MCU, this is now, this is modern. This is current. This is what is. And now we're in a new era, a new phase. And it's like, yeah, we can go back and play with that old stuff. Now it's like, cause that's, that's the old stuff. And we can, we can sort of change it and going for, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought it was interesting as, as a sort of passing observer, of mm-hmm. of this franchise yeah it's it's a retcon that doesn't really create 
any plot holes or it's it's not like I'm going to go back and watch Age of Ultron now and be like, oh, this doesn't work anymore because of this. So I appreciated that. And I I think that that episode eight is something I, I had wanted for a long time, like le- learning a lot more about her backstory and seeing her grow up was really cool with Pietro and the what is, the Hydra experimentation. I, I I enjoyed that a heck of a lot. And it, it also yeah, it cool to see. In, in, in comparison to. uh to the sword stuff where you're describing it like a Wikipedia page, the, I, I thought I, at least it worked a lot for me. Um, the reveal that, Oh, she's had witch powers all along. Like it took me, took me a little while to like totally get what they were going for and implying. And Ag- Agatha isn't like straight up saying like from the first flashback, you're a witch. Like she doesn't say it until the end of the episode. So I did like that a lot. Right. Well, that, well, that's an example of show me, don't tell me. Right, mm-hmm. all the swords plot lines. It's just people speaking in exposition, and these little flashbacks where she gets to kind of literally walk through her life. I don't think it was like brilliantly done, outstanding storytelling, you know, television masterpiece. Sure. But it was really. Good. I thought it was really good, and I thought it was a lot of fun for her to like the, the idea of like her standing there and rewatching these moments from, of her life from an outsider point of view, and 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 then yes, getting more backstory on it and. Uh, yes, I I really I really enjoyed it, and I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it you know, and like you said, didn't retcon anything that would drastically change anything. It w- it wasn't like Days of Future Past, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, right, it's not quite like that. Which is a movie I really like, but it does leave you with a lot of questions afterwards that the franchise is not interested in answering. <laughs> um, I don't think it's that confusing, honestly. But um, I mean, <laughs> one, one, one note that I'll, I'll hit on real quick, and maybe we'll get into this later, but I'll say I'm, I'm really glad I decided to watch the X-Men movies before this show came out. Because otherwise the Evan Peters cameo might not have made any sense to me. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, how do you feel about that being a fake out? Being basically just fan casting, stunt casting. It's not really multiverse. How do you feel about that? So, if it's if it's not real, I don't have a big problem with it because it was it was a lot of fun, and I th- I think it it will would be a difficult thing to make work if it is true. But I'm also not fully convinced that he isn't quicksilver i th- i think there's i think there's still a chance that that ends up being true and i don't i don't really have a good reasoning for that but like i don't know just a feeling that like they really just brought him back just for like 15 minutes of screen time over a few episodes if if, if that's all it is i'm fine with it but i i sort of wouldn't be surprised if there's something more there like he he does he does still have powers the whole time and what, she rips off the necklace and he's just Ralph or something, but um Yeah, he's Ralph Boner. Yeah, he doesn't use his powers there because he's fucking being stepped on by Monica. He couldn't do anything. He's like, please don't kill me. He just like woke up from being inside the hex, basically being under mind control, basically. Um so I I heard one theory that he is it's it is actually Quicksilver and he is like agent woos like some someone he's like in the witness protection program with or something like that so i don't know ridiculous theories maybe i sound like an idiot but i think there's a chance well because when the fbi first got there when jimmy woo first shows up doesn't he say like oh yeah missing missing persons case 
Yeah. Isn't don't they say that in episode four? Who was the missing person? I, I think that's I think that's the theory, maybe. But but what what would the but I mean, look, this is my problem with the show, but like, it's not explained. Like, like they explain all the wrong things. Like, why would you have that line? I mean, I mean, look, I mean, this is getting. I mean, we're getting into the discourse now, but like, I think, I think part of the issue that people have with the Evan Peters thing is like, they made a they made a point multiple times to say that this movie directly ties in to Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. And then you cast Evan Peters. What the fuck are people going to think? Like, why do right, it at right. all? Like, it just, I don't know. Like, like on some, le- like, if you had ne- if you had never told anyone that it was going to connect to a movie called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, if you had never told anyone that, then I think people might think, oh, this is just we're having fun. Um, or they would, st- or the the speculation would be more fan just speculation up in the air we don't know but the fact that they said it's going to tie into a movie about the multiverse it just it it seemed like it was too good and then you're going to throw it away it's i don't know i i'm i'm torn between it's a fun it's just a fun thing who cares and why would you do that like why would you waste i don't understand like that's it like i I don't know i'm kind of torn between those two things and you're right. Maybe they will find a way. Maybe they'll say, "Hey, the guy who is Ralph Boner in the, in your, this universe is actually Pietro Maximoff in another universe, but it's the same guy. But they look the same, but they're different people. So one has. Maybe they could still do it. They could still do it. But I I did think that was weird. And then, in some ways, I think, I think the dis. I think you're getting. I think you're right that the, sort of the discourse around the show in some ways made the show worse. Maybe that's not what you're saying. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I mean, that, I don't think that's where I was going with that point. But I, I agree with that sentiment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember, like, right before the finale came out, I think it was Matt Shackman, the director, who said, said, like, I think people are going to be disappointed. Yeah, which is a horrible thing to say as the show. Right, and I, but right. Well, he was he was the director, not the showrunner. But sure. I, you know, I, I totally understand where he's coming from because I think, I think the internet. I mean, I'll use I statements. I thought this was really going to connect to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and I'm not totally sure that it did. I think, I think it was just... I think I was promised a show that was even more weird and even more psychological than what we actually got. And I think mm-hmm. that's sort of my frustration with it, and I think that's a lot of other people. I think that's kind of why... I mean, because people were like, oh, Mephisto is going to be in the show, and Evan Peters is Quicksilver from another universe. They're doing multiverse stuff, and oh, they're doing House of M in reverse, where Wanda is now creating mutants, and this is going to be how mutants come into the MCU, is she's creating them through her grief and this power. I mean, people were coming up with these theories that were really wacky and really out there and really cool, you know? And ultimately, the the show wasn't that weird i just i maybe i mean again maybe this is misunderstanding what what their pitch for the show was but i feel like i was sold on this show as being really weird and really out there and really really different and psychological and a lot about internal grief and loss and emotions and and it kind of didn't really live up to that 
And I think I think this show would have been better if they just dropped the whole season at once. Because then it when people wouldn't hmm. I mean there were there were times where the episode ended with a big reveal, Monica being thrown out of the hex, Evan Peter showed up. Big reveal in the episode at the end of the episode right at the end and you go oh shit what does this mean i gotta see the next episode i want to watch the next one right away but then i look back on it and i go i don't actually care about most of what happened in that episode i'm i really i kind of the the, most of the episode washed over me except for the last 30 seconds or the last three minutes got me hyped to watch the next one to want to click play on the next one but it wasn't there and then I had to wait a week and people hyped everything up and had all these theories. And yeah, I think I think the discourse was bad for the show. And I, I think that's how I feel. I feel like we were promised something weirder. It was weirder than a lot of the MCU, it, but it was more psychological, but not not much. I don't know. But I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I think I think I agree with about like half of what you said like it we were promised something that was gonna like more clearly and obviously by the end connect to dr strange or the multiverse or house of m something something like that that we would like be really really looking forward to or expecting in that movie like i don't know what to expect from that movie exactly but you you also said it didn't really you didn't think it delivered on like being a a show about grief. Like, I don't know. I, I was, I was pretty sold on that. I, I, I thought like her internal struggle was pretty sad. And I, I think the, the finale and them saying goodbye is pretty emotional and the lesson learned and everything. And a lot of the sentiment I, I really enjoy. And it's a good, it's a great superhero movie about grief and loss and heartbreak. There aren't, there aren't many like that. So I, 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 I was sold on that much at least. And as far as the discourse goes, I, I'm just sort of like, it's sort of nice that it's it's disappointing on one level that there's not this huge thing that leads into Doctor Strange that we can see. But at the same time, it's nice that this was, for the most part, really just a show about Wanda and Vision. Like, two characters that didn't get a ton of screen time in the rest of the movies. But it's in the end, it's really just about them and their relationship. And we got to learn a lot more about the two of them. And I was happy with that. <laughs> like, for all, for all the people coming up with these theories that that are like super crazy and out there with Reed Richards and all this ridiculous stuff. I'm like, yeah, you're wrong, but you still got a you still got a great show about these two characters. Can can we at least be happy about that? And I I guess I I think that's just the problem with this this week by week uh schedule and the theorizing that people can do online. It just gets ev- everything becomes a theory, like every little line. It becomes so much. Yeah, which is why I'm saying look, that like they should have had more faith in their in, in their audience and trust in their audience to not have to over-explain everything because they should know people are going to go crazy over every single line. But yeah, I, I don't know. I the the all of the grief and loss stuff, it was there, but it it didn't quite hit me I think as it hit some other people. I mean, people lost their minds over one line that Vision had. I mean, people... I love that you're upset about this. I'm this so upset. I, because because I... It's like, it's a, it's a good line. Yeah, it's good. It's good. People were acting like this was the greatest line of television ever written. I mean, it's... A, it's a, No, it's a fine line. It's it's good. It's good. Like, this, like honestly, that's the bare minimum. Like, the, honestly, that's... that. Like, you got to do that or better. 
right? And when I and when I saw people losing their minds over, well, what is grief if not love persevering? Like acting like it's the greatest thing you've ever heard. I I, I was I I kind of this is this is going to sound really condescending, so just buckle up. But I was <laughs> like, I great. feel sorry for you. You like you, like there you you are clearly not watching great television. If that's the best line you've heard on TV in the last five years, holy shit, you're not watching the right TV. I mean, I mentioned True Detective earlier. Outstanding show. Like I mean, watch I mean watch True Detective. Watch Watchmen. Watch West. Like there like there are so many. Good Place even has better lines. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm just comparing because they're both comedies. But like I'm I'm just like there's so many other things. There's so many, there's so many better things, like, I, I just, I was just like, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe people were freaking out about that, because it's, 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 that is the bare minimum, is that level of writing, and, and they're, the writing on Your TV, bar but, is really high, <laughs> because it should be, because, look, we, <laughs> We are in the platinum there's, age there's of television so, There's so right much now. bad television if you think that's the bare minimum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. There, yeah, look, yeah. Yes. Yes. 90% of everything is crap. Okay? And at the same time, we are living in the platinum age of television right now. There's so much great TV platinum. on. It's, it's Yes. Because people, use, people 20 years ago said it was the golden age of television. There's so much great TV on right now. It's ridiculous. Right. If this is if this is the best line you've heard, you're not watching. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Am I, am I wrong? This is, I'm, I'm so annoyed. People. No, I, no. I, I, I think you are a little wrong in this. I, I, I think it's a great line. I don't think it. I don't think it's just it is, good or it, fine. It, it, it's it, it's a great line. And it, for, as far as like as far as these Marvel movies go and the Marvel writing goes, this is one of the better lines that we've seen in any marvel show no 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 i'm done i'm done with that i am i am <laughs> no i am no, look oh this is this God. is my pro, this is my problem with marvel this is I, I i told you this after we saw endgame i told you i'm done with these with these movies i'm done with this franchise right i'm done and here's what i mean by that i don't mean i'm not watching it anymore here's what i mean i'm not doing their work for them anymore they want to they want to make me I watched a show on HBO called "Is uh, It's a Sin." It's five episodes. They're forty minutes each. It's about a group of gay men in London, and it, and it takes place in the nineteen eighties. And these men watch their friends die. Okay, and it was so emotional and so heartbreaking. Okay, and it was shorter than WandaVision, and it was more emotionally affecting than WandaVision. You want to talk about grief? You want to talk about loss? Holy shit. This is the kind of stuff that's out there. I am no I am done grading Marvel on a curve. I'm not giving them points. I'm not doing their work for them. They want me to feel an emotion. Do the fucking work. Put the work in. Make the characters relatable. I'm not going to say, "Oh, well, for a Marvel movie." No, I'm done with that. You no, you got to you got to show up. You got to show up after Endgame. How good that was? <laughs> You no, I I see what you're capable of now. I'm I'm not I'm not grading on a curve anymore. This is ridiculous. So I don't, I, I don't I, think I don't think I'm saying this is gr- it's a better line because it's Marvel and it, that's not normally what we expect. I'm saying it's already a great line. You shouldn't be bothered that people are liking a great line. I'm saying people are going nuts and posting about it so much because it's not what they expect from Marvel. 
that being from Marvel doesn't make it better. Well, that's sad. If it's if people don't expect this from Marvel, that's pathetic. That I mean, that shows how low Marvel is in people's eyes. If this if this is considered outstanding for Marvel, then Marvel really has a lot of work to do because this is this is again this is maybe not the bare minimum, but this is not as this is not as high as it could be. And if this is if this is how low people think of them, boy, they have a lot of work to do. I I just I I don't I mean if I, I don't I just. I'm sorry. I I I really lost. I really lost it there. But I I just I just I think you're being a little pretentious here. But anyway, I'm I'm sure I'm sure I am. I'm sure I am. I, I but this is this is what drives me crazy. Is like is like people expect so little from superhero movies and superhero storytelling that if 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 a superhero story even starts to scratch the surface of something like a real emotion. People go crazy. People lose their minds. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is, I mean, the reason I love the movie Logan is because the whole movie is about, like, it's a, it's a guy who believes it's better to push people away and who believes that he shouldn't love anything. And he wants to isolate himself from the world. And he has this whole character journey, this whole arc, where he learns that it's, you know— he sh- he it o- it is okay to love something and it is okay to have a family and it is that's okay and you should do those things and that is a, that is a great that is a great story and that's a very human story and it's so it's i think it's very relatable and i think a lot of people can can feel conflicted about that and it, it's it's i think it's such a great arc for a character and it just so happens to be a superhero, right? The thing I've said about Logan is that it's not a superhero movie. It's a movie about a superhero because th- that is sort of secondary. And I feel like, I feel like there, I thought the, the, the best, the best superhero movies, whether it's Logan or Watchmen, even like some of like the, like the Dark Knight movies kind of do this and how they're like about symbolism and how those, what those symbols mean to us. And like, like it, it sometimes like, I think the best stuff feels like, they had a theme and they had an idea and they wanted to talk about some things and they said let's let's do this in a in a in a superhero story. Like Logan is about that that arc, right? And it's just like, oh, well, let's just do it in a superhero story. And Watchmen is about like race and white supremacy and and legacy and what does that mean? And like and but it feels like, oh, we're just, we're just going to tell this story in a superhero story, but these are the ideas we want to talk about. And obviously that they're not starting with theme first. Obviously they're not starting with the theme and the ideas first. They're starting with, well, here's a superhero. What are the interesting stories we can tell with that? But it, the theme to me in, in those in those stories and those movies and TV shows, the themes and the ideas are so integrated into the plot and the characters and the arcs that it almost to me it feels like they started with the themes and the ideas and said, hey, we can make this a superhero movie. WandaVision to me, feels like they started with, hey, let's make a superhero movie or superhero show. What's maybe something interesting, we, some other interesting idea we, or theme we kind of throw in there? What about grief and loss? All right, all right, mix that in. We'll throw that in a little bit, uh, and that'll be there. Um, and that's, that's good, right? And, it, like, and I, I, know, I know intellectually they're all starting with the idea of let's start with a superhero. How can we make it interesting? How can we make it emotional? I know that's how it's happening, but it feels like they're doing the, – to me, the stuff that's really, really great, it feels like they're doing the reverse where they start with the theme and then make it about superheroes. And WandaVision to me felt like a superhero story and they tacked on some grief and loss to it. I, look, I appreciated how 
well, the, the, the craftsmanship of the show, I really appreciated and really loved it. I just didn't connect to it. Wow. <laughs> wow. It, it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel tacked on to me at all. It, I mean, it feels like it's there throughout the show. It's not like something they just added on at the end. But it's it's a good quote. If you didn't, if you if you're so bothered by it, fine. But I don't know. I think but you're being a little dramatic. You obvi- obviously, I'm not just talking about this one line. Obviously, I made a much bigger point in the last five minutes. <laughs> I I know, I know. But still, it's, <laughs> this is this is the root of the rant. <laughs> uh, no, that's 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 what got me. That's what got me started. I mean. Okay. Okay. I'll, okay. I want to hear your thoughts on the ending. Uh, where does this leave us? Uh, finale. So I, th- I think I actually had one other thing I wanted to hit on before while while you were mid rant. I'm another, sorry. Another another really great piece of dialogue. Or, like thought that I was like really great writing was the scene uh, when Wanda makes the credits roll. And they have their like mid air argument, like very, I, just I was very head over heels scene. for that. I that was yeah. I, I, okay. I just wanted to highlight as that as like may, maybe the moment of the show for me. I, I thought. Oh really? Incredible. Oh interesting. I think I think mine is um, ship of Theseus. Yes, yes. We should we should also talk about that a little bit. How the Please. the end of the show, the I I like that it was less of a. It's, I mean, it still feels like it's a superhero movie, those last few episodes, but it's, it's less of a superhero climax in the fact that I like that, uh, vision beats vision with facts and logic and Wanda <laughs> sort of outsmarts Agatha. She doesn't, she doesn't just beat her to death. She outsmarts her using what she mentioned earlier. I, I thought it was pretty clever. I, I my, my jaw dropped a little bit. I was like, oh, this is really good with the, what, what the runes and everything. I, I I totally agree, and I, I saw this get some criticism as, like, if it really is a show about grief and loss, and if she's really the main villain kind of the whole time, and she's torturing all these townspeople, why does it end in a boss fight with another witch? And I, I do see that, and I, I think that is sort of a valid argument. At the same time, the thing with the runes and how she puts them up all over the hex. So the whole hex is like her room. Such a good mm-hmm. little uh, callback. It's it's like I it's like they set it up, but you didn't know they were setting it up. And that you like I th- you think they're setting it up as to why Wanda can't escape, but they're all, but they're setting it up for two things. One, it's so that Wanda can't escape in that one episode, but it's also so that she can have this finale where she outs yeah exactly she outsmarts Agatha. That's a good way to put it. Yes, I agree. I love that, and I love the vision vision versus vision fight mm-hmm. uh, title, and I I love that because I'm watching it and I'm and I'm going oh. Why are they fighting? They're one hundred percent perfectly evenly matched, right? <laughs> right. And and, right. and and as soon as I started to think that, that's when they were like, "Why don't we just talk this out? Like we're both smart. Like we're we're the same. Well, let's just talk about this." And and I and I loved that. And here's here's why I loved it because it's like, who's the only person who could like talk down Vision? Vision. Like I love that. I love that idea. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So that I thought that I thought was was very cool. I kind of wish they didn't define the ship of Theseus because I, I, I at least maybe I'm maybe I'm just being pretentious again. But I feel like that's most people know what that is. But even I so, actually didn't. Oh, really? OK. All right. Well, good. There you go. I, but, I, it's, it's probably something I'd heard before, but not something I knew well. 
Okay, well then, yeah. So it, it again, it was probably better that that they did define it. But I, anytime Vision gets to just like anytime anytime Vision is <laughs> waxing poetically, anytime he just gets to talk philosophically, I'm so in. I I, I want to watch. I want to watch Vision give like a philosophy lecture. Like I want to watch philosophy. I want I want to take the class that is philosophy 101 with the Vision. Like that's mm-hmm. the class mm-hmm. that I want to take. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> he would do such a. I love, I love, are you familiar with the ship of these? Naturally, <laughs> oh, that's it. End of oh, class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Philosophy one hundred and one with vision is a good title. <laughs> that is good. That is good. I I, f- I feel like I'm I'm remembering like a lot of things that I forgot to mention. So please, when I when I, uh, when I was talking about how when you watch it back. You don't really see it was Agatha all along. One, oh, here's something they could have done a little bit better. In in the episode, they reveal that it's Agatha all along. Um, either Billy or Tommy, I forget who says, "Like I I like it here. It's quiet here. You're quiet." That's like that's a a clever hint and a really good hint. Something like that should have been there a couple episodes before the episode. You find out who she is. Like li- little things like that, I think could have been done a little bit better. Yeah, because you've, you've by the end of the episode, you know, eight minutes later, you find out who she is, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not that much foreshadowing, but no, I see what you mean. By the way, we have to talk about Billy. I know, we and haven't Tommy. even talked about the kids. Billy and Tommy <laughs> are so fantastic. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. Such I mean, a good pair. I mean, uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm, as much as the ending annoyed me, which we'll get to, I'm kind of glad that they're teasing. Maybe the kids are going to come back because that's how they do it in the comics, right? Where oh, yeah. she she invents mm-hmm. kids, and then they also find a way to like have them join the Young Avengers or whatever. Like they, you know, it's comics; they get to have their cake and eat it too. So you know, yeah. I want to I want to see more Billy and Tommy. I think they're great. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, w- I was honestly a little surprised they didn't get aged up once more to like looking more like young adults, but. I mean, I, I I love the kids. Did you? I, I I feel like everyone online said this, but did you get like the Incredibles vibes from that final fight scene when it's the four of them standing there together? You know, I didn't think of it, but that is a good. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. I mean, it it almost looks exactly like the pose they do in the. Incredibles. Yeah, that's that was. I I almost wish that had been a longer scene because it would have been a really cool oh, thing yeah. to watch them all. I mean, I think you can argue with why was the military showing up like that. It's also like all that's kind of weird, but but once you get that all there and you get the four of them teamed up and like this is our home, so let's defend. I mean, just the line where she's like, "Kids, take care of the military." Like that's that's yeah. gra- I I'm here for that. That's great. Mm-hmm. And and to yeah. your point about how the kids being aged up one more time, I kind of think when they do Young Avengers, they'll they'll be teenagers. I think they'll age them up mm-hmm. one more time um, for for the Young Avengers. Um, again, I'm just assuming they're going to do that. They're, they seem to have the lineup ready to go. <laughs> right. So. I know. I love that we're just assuming everything. I think I think it's a safe assumption, and I and I also it think is, I know who's. Is. I think I also know who's going to direct it. Um, hmm. <laughs> I think Matt Shackman. I think I think oh, this guy is a great. Well, because I mean, this guy. I think I think this guy went from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's 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 directed. And then, and then he went to direct like huge fight scenes in Game of Thrones, like battle scenes in Thrones. Right now, he directed all nine episodes of WandaVision, and I think he's a good director. And uh, I, I, I think, I think the fact that he can deal with all the different. St- 
styles of all these different TV shows, whether it's Dick Van Dyke or Always Sunny or Malcolm in the Middle or Game of Thrones or Marvel movie, like he's shown he can do all of it, you know, and I kind of would not be surprised at all if they say, hey, we're, you know, we're going to take Billy and Tommy and Kate Bishop and, you know, and some other people I can't think of right now. And we're going to put them all in a movie and it's going to be the Young Avengers. We need someone who can do a Marvel movie, but also knows how to work with all different types of characters and different personalities. I, I think this is the guy to do it. I don't know. I think I think he will eventually direct a Marvel movie. I don't may, maybe saying he's going to direct Young Avengers is going a step too far, but I think he's he's got the chops. I think he could do it. Yeah, hopefully. I, yeah, I, I thought he was great as a director. Yeah, you make a lot of good points. We'll see. We'll see. How do we feel about uh, the ending ending? Wh- what do you mean? I feel like, I feel like we've talked about a few different endings. Which ending? Like the, the credits, the after credits? Uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, we, we touched on the mid credits, it, you know, it's photon. Yeah. She's going to go to space and she's going to hang out with Nick Fury. Right. That's the last time we saw Nick Fury, he was in space. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was, you know, I was a little bit annoyed that like, they just acted like sword was his organization all along, but at the same time, like, it's like, well, we skipped five years. Who knows what happened? I guess they set this up in the meantime. Like, right. I don't know. They, they, they kind of acted like. Well, sword's been here the whole time. What are you talking about? And I was like, well, I, yeah. I, I kind of would have liked it if if they had made some reference to like, well, we're still getting set up. We're still new. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just maybe I'm just being nitpicky. Um, right. Maybe yeah, nitpicky yeah, about yeah, I, I think you're. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I am a little surprised. Sword wasn't explained a little bit more but maybe we'll get that in secret wars maybe secret wars will start before the snap and it's like nick fury planning it or something that'd be cool that'd be interesting um but i but when i was asking about the ending ending i mean the real post credits yeah i mean i I don't i don't have a ton of thoughts just because i i i don't have i don't really know exactly where they're going with it like the initial vibe was like oh it seems like maybe she's sort of they're painting her as a villain a little bit just because she looks really a little bit twisted and freaky um but she's gonna tattoo scarlet witch on her head (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but the the more i thought about it i was like i don't really think that's where they're going with that so i didn't get that vibe at all yeah i mean it's it, it was that was just my initial reaction but um yeah i don't know i thought it was cool hearing the voices again was cool um i mean i i sort of like that uh now now that we know she's a witch the next movie that she's going to be in it's it's witches and wizards so like i i hope it's like a full full harry potter level witches and wizards fighting against each other sort of sort of movie i don't really expect it to be but that'd be cool yeah i mean i think i think they already teased the villain for doctor strange 2 at the end of the first doctor strange movie yeah which i'm not thrilled about <laughs> i'm not either but whatever let's just go with it um uh, but uh, yeah, I I like. Well, I I think I think they're the setup is like well she's she's always been a witch. She's got these super witch powers now for the first time. She's learning about how her powers actually work and what the limits are and mm-hmm. what she can actually do with them. I didn't think they were setting up her up to be, be a villain in Doctor Strange too. I think they're setting her up as like another ally who, for the first time, really understands the magic like you know but i think before they kind of imply like she didn't really know what she was doing or how it worked and now she's actually learning 
like she's like she's like getting an education in like her own magic like, you know what like what dr right. strange was doing um which is why they have her astral projecting at the end right so i think mm-hmm. that's an interesting set so how do you so how do you feel about this the ending overall do you kind of like it kind of hate it love it Overall feelings that, that on the credit ending. scene still just, no, just the ending of the show with including the post credits, including everything. How do you feel about just the ending of the show? Yeah, I, w- I was satisfied with it. I mean, I, I think I, I, I really enjoyed the outfit reveal. I mean, that was that was super cool. Oh, that I, was great. I, I agree. I, I liked um, I liked the way they left Agatha. I, I sort of like it when villains don't die. And there, there's always like the oh well, what if they come back? E- even if they never do, I just, I just like leaving a villain alive. So I enjoyed that. And then the good, the goodbye scene. I mean, I, I, I think just from talking about it, I think the the grief stuff hit me a little bit harder than it hit you. So I, I really liked the the goodbyes with Billy and Tommy, and then Wanda and Vision saying goodbye at the end. So that that hit me uh, definitely. So yeah, I, I, I was happy with the ending. Yeah, I, I will say, I look. I did like the goodbyes to the kids, the goodbye to Vision. Um, I like the idea that this is kind of the first time she's saying goodbye, but she has more agency in her saying goodbye this time than all the other times Vision's died, you know? Yeah. You know, so I, I do like that. And they were, it was done very well. I wasn't like crying, but it was, it was done very well and it was emotional and it was like, oh, I feel bad. And, you know, uh, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not completely uh stone hearted but um i think my only issue only issue this is going to be another 15 minutes but like there's part of part of me was actually kind of i i, th- I thought there was a decent possibility the show ended on a cliffhanger to set up doctor strange mm-hmm. um yeah but but of course that probably wasn't realistic they want to tell a story right and the and and um i i kind of I think for the first time am left with the feeling of frustration and annoyance that people have who are not Marvel fans when they talk about these movies. And it and it's so I mean you know it's so interesting to be feeling these things for the first time. I mean I, at one point halfway through the show I said to you this this show is starting to feel like a Marvel movie. And I was saying that as a complaint. And it was the first time right. that I'd ever had that feeling of like I'm it feels like a marvel movie and i'm annoyed about that like it was i was like oh wow i know what they mean now when people who are not fans of this say i mean i know you saw i know everyone in my life told me i was crazy when i said i'm after endgame i said i'm done with these movies i'm done like i like but i really meant it like i really was so satisfied with avengers endgame that i it was like any attachment i had was total i let go of it because it was it all was I was so satisfied with that movie. It was all expressed through that movie. So now I come to this and it starts to feel like what it was. And I'm like, but I'm not into this anymore. Like it was, I really was like, it was like, oh, I can see that. That's why I said like, I'm not, I'm no longer, I'm not doing their work for them. I'm no longer giving them extra points. I'm not grading them on a curve. Like I really feel like I'm coming to this with, with much more of a, like I'm, I feel like I came to this in the similar way that I came to The Mandalorian, where I was like, this is a franchise that I'm sort of interested in, but I'm not a diehard fan of anymore, but let me just see what they're doing with it. And then The Mandalorian fucking blew me away, and this just left me feeling of like, oh, it's more of the same. And like I think about the ending, and um, they talked about this on on, uh, that podcast at like The Watch, where they compared this show to 
Lost, which I never saw. I never saw Lost, but I saw The Leftovers and I saw Watchmen. And I do think, and, and also Jack Schaefer, the showrunner, she has said she's a big fan of Lost. And I do see this show as attempting to be somewhat Linda Lothian. And I think it's not on that level, but I think the there's it's I think the inspiration is there. And I I think about the point they made is that Lost had was famous for its ending. And I and I think this also applies to Game of Thrones too, which is you know, Lost and Thrones were two of the biggest, most influential, most important shows of the twenty first century. And those were both shows where people were were upset about the ending, and the 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 point that that they made on on the podcast uh, the watch um, the point they made is that what Disney has figured out or what Marvel has figured out is that if if you if you never stick the landing no one's going to be upset if you if you never land it no one's upset. So, ra- so we're you know we're getting so caught up in talking about oh this here's this show that's been going that's been on for years this show has been going forever everybody loves it how are they going to land this how are they going to end it are they going to stick the landing all these conversations we had about Thrones and and even before that Lost and all these these things and Marvel is just saying well what if we never land it there 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 is no landing. Like, it, no one's going to be upset with us for not sticking a landing if it never ends. Nothing ever ends, Adrian, right? And so I think if I'm going to criticize the ending, that's my criticism, is that it doesn't end. This, the, it's, it's, you know, I was thinking, I was comparing it, I was just thinking. What doesn't end? They leave open Wanda for another place to go, which I'm fine with. That, that's, that's fine. White Vision uh, just goes off somewhere. We never see him again. He just disappears, and and it's and it's like and it's Marvel doing their Marvel thing, where it's like, hey, we're gonna just throw this out there, and that character's out there and available if we want to pick it up again, and if not, we don't have to. Same with Agatha. It's like, well, she's here. You know, I I'm agreeing with you that I like I like it when the villain doesn't die, but it, to me, it read as like, oh, Marvel's doing that thing where like, well, we might want to use her again, so let's not kill her and let's just let's keep her around in Westview in case we need to bring her back. And it it, it kind of had that feeling to me of of oh, we're back in the Marvel thing where it sort of ends, but not real. Like I th- I com- I think about I compare it to. Um, Watchmen, the TV series, where it ends at the perfect moment, where it, it where, when her foot hits the pool, it cuts, right? And the but all the other storylines, everything else has been tied up. The only reason it cuts there is because that is the end of this story. A new story is about to begin, but we don't get to see that story. Same with the original comic book Watchmen. It ends with the book sitting at the at the paper of the New Frontiersman. It's sitting there. This is the end of our story, but you can see the book's about to be picked up and a new story will begin. But that's a different story. We don't get to see that. I think about when uh, Stephen Moffat left Doctor Who. And if you watch like the, watch from the reboot of Doctor Who all the way to when Capaldi regenerates, and Moffat did the work of cleaning up everything. E- every loose end has been tied up. They they've just they've taken care of every little detail. There's no possible thread they could pick up. There's no plot line that they haven't dealt with. It's all clean. It's a clean slate, and yet. There's still a regeneration. Jodie Whittaker comes. The show is going to go on. The doctor goes on. There's going to be a new story, but we've cleaned up everything before that. It's 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 a it's the clean ending. 
that uh, and WandaVision, I feel like, was not a clean ending. It didn't wrap up everything because they don't want to wrap up everything because they might they don't know what they're going to pick up later. And I get that that's the Marvel formula, but it does again feeling like I don't like this Marvel formula. Feeling feeling like it's a formula for the first time. It did kind of feel like oh, but you didn't answer all the questions. You didn't do it. You didn't you didn't didn't do everything. It's it's like it's like Marvel saying they're going well. We'll, we'll, we'll answer some of your questions, but we never will answer all of your questions. And even if we answer some of them, we're just going to ask more questions because we want to keep you watching. And I think there was part of me that felt like Marvel has gotten to the point where we will watch anything they do. They've proven themselves. They don't need to keep hanging their ha- – they don't need to keep doing this shtick where everything is so deeply interconnected that you have to see what's next. I'm, they, when it's okay for them to tell a a a singular story that has a clear beginning and a clear ending. That's okay. We'll watch it because we believe in you. But they're not. But they're still sticking to that. And I guess I'm just a little disappointed, even though I know that's what they do. But 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 and it's like as a Marvel thing, I get it. But like as just a single a single TV show on its own, I think. Can you see why I was a little bit annoyed by that? Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I, I, I'm just, I'm just interested in your whole perspective change. I think this is fascinating. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see how, how you, how you feel about everything that's planned out over the next few years. If you're already feeling uh, less attached to it, so no, I, I, I think that's, I think that's reasonable, and it's not really, it's not really a criticism so much as more of it is just like, oh, I'm just. I'm just sort of done with this. I'm moving on a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, if, if that if that's how you feel, I I, I understand why. But I'm 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 still hooked. Um, and I, I think I think part of why I never really get upset or or bothered by things always continuing is that there just isn't really anything like this for me. I mean, I guess the closest thing is Star Wars, but it's it's, it's not nearly as good to me. Um, and, and the way they interconnect things at least. Um, so, and, and like p- other people have tried with the DC universe and things like that. And it's like, but the, like, it's like, this is the only good one though. So like, I really enjoy seeing where everything is going to go. So in that respect, I'm, I'm still, I'm still attached and not bothered by that too much, but I totally get it. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, I mean, I'm obviously going to keep watching all this stuff and I, I think I'm just, I almost feel like I've been reset where, this is sort of the, the the feeling of emotional detachment. That was how I felt when I first started watching the Marvel movies, which is like, well, I don't really know what these are. I'm not familiar with this. I don't know. I don't really relate to the. I don't have any affection for these characters. I don't love these characters. I'm just, this is the thing people are talking about. Let me see what this is. And after watching all of them, they made me care. Like they got me invested. You know what I mean? They got me hooked. You know, they got, I'm in like, damn it. They got me, you know? And then when I saw the Avengers, uh, end game, it was like, it was, it was a satisfying ending to the story. And I, and now I feel like I've been reset. Now it's like, okay, you, you, you finished a story. If you want to tell another story, you got to get me back in. Like you got to get me hooked again, you know? Cause I've been reset now. Cause you, you, the, the, the ending to the last story was so good. Uh, that that you can tell a new story. I'll 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 come along for a new story, uh, with with some new characters and go in a different direction. I, I'll I'll come along for the ride. But, um, 
I I don't think it's I don't think they that they should assume that I I care still just because I used to care about the last story. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think this is uh I think this will be a fun thing to chronicle over over the course of this show is if if you're invested or not at what moment they they get you if they do <laughs> or at what moment they or they lose you because I, I I know other people who who sort of say the same thing as you like Endgame was the end for me and they're actually not watching WandaVision and they're not planning on it there are people that have completely cut loose but you're like but you're like I'll I'll still watch it just because everyone's talking about it and I want to be in the loop but I don't care a ton but maybe they will make me care a ton so this this will be interesting right right yeah so um I think that's you know. I, the other thing that I think about too with the ending, and and actually my my roommate said this earlier. He he said that he didn't love the last episode of Wandavision. He said he kind of felt like we're back at square one, almost like not completely, but we're not. He he, he was like, but how much has really changed? And I thought that was a brilliant point because it, it reminded me of what Stan Lee used to always talk about when writing comic books, which is the illusion of change. Right, you you want to make the audience feel like change is happening in the stories. You want to f- make the audience feel like the characters are changing, because change is necessary for storytelling. But you can't actually have the characters change too much, because then you won't have a character, or they'll quit, or it will limit what you can do with the character going forward. And the stories have to keep going. It has to go on. The show must go on, right? Um, and so. It got me thinking about that a little bit where we are a little, a little bit kind of in the same place where Wanda was at the beginning of the show. She didn't did, – how much did things really change? And I, I don't know if this is a bug or a feature of you know superhero comic book storytelling, uh, but it, it seems like that's just the rules. That's just how these things work. Uh, I mean I mentioned Logan as one of my favorite superhero movies because there's a real – arc right there's a real arc there um whereas is there that much of a dramatic you know character arc in wandavision i don't know that there is am i i mean what do you think yeah i i think it i think this just keeps coming back to the fact that i'm more sold on the grief story than you are like i I, yeah I, 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 in the end, when she is talking to to Monica about everything that she did and how she feels remorse for all of that and everything, like I, I was, like I, I, I bought the arc that like she's realized how wrong it was and she's not going to do anything like that. But it was a lesson that she had to learn, and Monica's like, I would have done the same thing. So I, mean, I thought it was an interesting, uh, interesting lesson learned. So I was a little bit more sold, but it, it's also not an, it's not a amazing arc. It's not like it's not like obvious and you're just missing it. Yeah, I think that's kind of more what I'm getting at. Like it's not amazing, it's not extremely dramatic, uh but I'm all, I'm also not saying that there was no change. I just think it wasn't ex- as dramatic as maybe it could have been. Um sure. at least at least for me. And I don't know, it just it just you know makes me think like well that's I guess that's just how these these stories go, but it does leave me yearning for a story that does have an ending. I mean a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts, right? Things have to have an ending, and I just, I just wonder if I, I, I guess, I guess maybe that is just part of what it means to be a good superhero storyteller. And I, and by good, I don't mean talented. I mean good, like, 
respectful, like being being a respectful storyteller of these superhero movies in these interconnected franchises. Maybe being a respectful storyteller is you can you can play with the toys, but you have to put them back on the shelf when you're done, right? You can't break the toys. You can't take them apart. You can't throw them away, right? You can't you, you can't make the characters change too much. You can't kill anybody off because we don't know who we're gonna need, right? Let's like you know you can you can bring back Vision, but you know don't kill him or bring back Vision, but then find a way to do a second Vision that we can keep around because we don't know what we're gonna want. Uh and and uh, again, on some level, I applaud that. It is very creative, uh, the way that they find ways to keep bringing people back and keeping keep keeping the whole thing going. At the same time, endings are really nice, and endings can bring a lot of closure. And it and in some ways, it made me watching WandaVision in some ways made me love and appreciate Avengers Endgame even more because it it I said I said this a million times but it's like it it did the one thing that these movies never do which is end and I I I love that and I think uh I think that eventually we'll get you know more finality and we'll get more endings and eventually phase four and phase five and phase six they these will all have an ending too and so we'll see how i feel when we get there but speaking of endings i think this podcast has to end pretty soon i think so we've been, we've been going so. a while <laughs> i had no idea we had this much to say about the show <laughs> i did but let's just let's I just get it. to let's just get to um Final thoughts. Uh, I first of all, can we talk about how Deborah Joe Rupp is third build in the show? That's crazy, <laughs> right? I think that's that's she deserves it. That's fantastic. <laughs> also, nitpick. <laughs> can, oh, do you, also, <laughs> do you mind if I nitpick some? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. The Darkhold looks completely different than it does in Agents of Shield. Oh, I, I don't know the show. <laughs> I guess I guess I haven't I never saw it in Agents of Shield. No, remember in Agents of Shield when Fitz and the and the British guy used the Darkhold to create the robot that creates the frame. The, then in Ada, you create use the Darkhold to create the framework, and then they live no, in the in a remember. virtual reality. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at it now. It does look different. I mean, I think I think the WandaVision one looks better. But, it know. looks more like the Doctor Strange books, which is what they wanted to connect to. Right. Although I yeah, do I like that then. in Agents of Shield, and and then and then in Runaway, it shows up in season three of Runaways, which I never saw, but of it course. shows, of course. But the cool thing about the version in the in that is that it it says Darkhold upside down. Like you flip it upside down, it still says Darkhold. It's one of those. You see what I mean? Ah, yeah, I'm, yeah, that is clever. I'm looking at it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. So anyway, um, I think we did it. I think we nailed it. I think we, I think this was a successful podcast. Me too. Real, real quick, where do you where do you think uh, Wanda is in those post credits? I I never give it much thought. I never thought about it. <laughs> Why? Do you have a theory? I mean, I, I think the obvious guess is Sokovia, but we'll see. Oh, that's a good point. My my joke was that she pulled a Tony Stark and she now lives in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> it's funny that you thought Tony Stark and I thought Bruce Banner from The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that just shows how we're you and I are the same, but we're a little bit different, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Oh, and I killed Sparky too. <laughs>